welcome to Minute 157 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast, where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me again this week is Hugh Keane from the National Treasure Minute. Welcome back to the show, Hugh. Hi, how's it going? All right, all right. Looking forward to continuing our conversation about buses and passengers on buses, or whether there's room on a bus or not. Who knows? Yep. We'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see what happens today. Minute 157 begins with Roger and Mac uh, reaching into their pockets and goes all the way till we see a serene shot of a bicycle rider going down the street. So as we were discussing yesterday, Roger and Mac are uh, anxiously trying to get on a bus to Zurich and two Gestapo men stop, or the secret police, stop, stop them and ask them for their identifications. So this minute begins with the two of them actually reaching into their pockets to look for their identifications, which yes. is, it's great that they're able to show us this because we've seen a lot of scenes throughout the course of the movie dealing with the forgeries, dealing with the fact that, that everyone has forged papers. So this is just another example of how great the, a job was done in order to create the, these fake papers for every one of these prisoners. I mean, if you look at it from the movie perspective, so, you know, Donald Pleasant's Blythe taking care of all that, but this is based on on fact of how they actually really created uh, documents for all of the 76 prisoners who or actually for all the 250 that were supposed to escape, but the 76 that actually made it out. Yeah. And pretty much everything is as authentic as is supposedly as authentic as possible. And this scene is another is further proof of the fact of how easy it was for the forgers to create things that would make it more plausible for these characters to, to move around Germany and, and eventually, you know, try to find their way home. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a, I watched, there's a documentary on YouTube about the real escape. And I think one of the, one of the guys who was there, he said it was like nine months work just for the doc, like documents. Yeah. And so it was like, when they found out the tunnel was short, they were like, we can't wait another nine months to do like, <laughs> do it again and redate the documents right so right i mean as 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 you know in the movie they mentioned that in passing that everything's dated for today and that's it yeah they, they didn't mention the fact that, that it would take them nine months to redate everything yeah so they, they they give him their documents and this gestapo man who again we don't know his real name because he's not credited in this movie oh he's not even credited nope he's not oh, credited. My. so we we don't know his real name or his character's name and he looks at their documents, passports, and notices that they're supposed to be French. So he starts speaking to them and says, uh, ah, you're French? And they respond, yes. And again, they're talking in German at this point. And when he opens up the passport, you can see the picture of Richard Attenborough in it, which is great. Oh, really? Yes. Again, the detail here is unbelievable. At this point, he actually switch, switches and says, so, are you merchants? So Roger then responds in, in French. He says, but yes, do you speak French? Yeah, and, I did hear that. <laughs> and so the German said, well, I speak a little bit of French. And then Roger says to him, which is a really funny thing for him to say, he says, your accent is very good. <laughs> yep. Which which shows that, that he's able to actually try to play it up even more that, that, that he knows perfect French. Yeah. And then... <laughs> The German then spits off a whole a whole line of, you know, in French, mm-hmm. where he basically says, oh, he basically says, I studied it in high school. Okay. 
That's that's his uh, explanation as to how well he knows uh, French. And at this point, he actually catches Roger and Mac off guard because neither one of them has any clue what he just said. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> absolutely no yeah. clue. They, they both look very dumbfounded. You can see the look on their faces. Mm-hmm. They're not really sure uh, what he's saying. And then, then he says to him, all right, well, very well, go. We basically get the impression that, that, that he's able to, uh, you know, that they're able to make it through and that they, they, they pass themselves off as French merchant merchants quite well. Yep. And when, when he opens up the passport at McDonald's, you can also see the picture of, of Gordon Jackson on there. So, uh, again, it shows the, the detail. Yeah. And I love the way the second German guy is just standing there, just looking official. You know, not doing yeah. anything else. He doesn't say anything. He He's looking intimidating. looking. Yes. Completely. The whole way. At this point, the two of them are given their passports back, which is an important thing to pay attention to, that they both received their passports. Yep. And then they, they, they start going back up to... They start getting onto the bus. And then the uh, the, the German says, Au revoir, monsieur. monsieur. Then he says, Au revoir to Mac. And then he stops and says, Good luck. And then Mac turns to him and says, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> which, at this point, you know, the, the cat is out of the bag. Yeah. Which, which is quite ironic that they, they give this, this particular folly to Mac because of the fact that Mac was the, was the one who was chiding Haynes a few weeks back about the fact that he was able that, that, that he went out of character too quickly. Yep. So I, I like the fact that they, they, they give it give it to him. You know, it's as if they were to give it to Haynes where we would see it again, you know, uh, that he's making the same mistake that he made before. This is someone who chided someone else for making the mistake and makes the mistake. Yeah. Himself. Now, do you think this the Gestapo guy was very suspicious or was he just doing it was just shot in the dark? What do you think? Um I mean, I've, I thought about this scene, and I was like, I don't know how you could see two grown men, like, walking to a bus together. Like, when they're probably on alert to look out for these guys already. And it's like, I don't know how you see two grown men walking to a bus together, like they're traveling together, and not be suspicious that they're, like, escaping prisoners. Um, so Well, the uh, question is, how far away are they from... From Zagan at this point, you know, if they're if they're hundreds of miles away, I guess that's true. But you know, is are they? It's not as if they're at they're they're right outside of the camp. If they're right outside of the camp, then I would say, okay, for sure, there's no reason why the why the Gestapo wouldn't be suspicious. You know, I I think it just goes to to show that everyone was put on alert. You know, around the entire Reich at the time about the fact that there were 76 prisoners that escaped, and you need to keep a lookout for them. And yeah. try to catch them. Now that I'm thinking about how you pointed out they were sort of dumbfounded by his second sentence of French, I think that might have been what tipped him off to, like, try that, like, to see if they actually were French, um, yeah. to see if they could stay in character, I, because I hadn't, I hadn't noticed that, like, I hadn't thought about them being silent after he had said something in French as, like, being a red flag. But now that I've now that I'm looking at them in it, it's pretty clear that they they don't know what to do. <laughs> right, but we don't. Unfortunately, they don't give us a shot of the German seeing them yeah. off guard at the point. The the one person that this the other Gestapo guy who's 
you know, watching them intimidatingly the whole way, it's possible that he would have noticed, but he doesn't say anything. He doesn't motion to the other guy or anything like that. Yeah. It's not like he gives him a tap on the shoulder and says, uh, I think there's something going on here. Yeah. Because apparently he doesn't understand French and doesn't know what's being said. But I, I still think it's it's more of a shot in the dark. I think he was really going to let them on, uh, he was going to let them go. Yeah. You know, he he wasn't trying to stop them at this point. And then he just said, all right, you know what, I'll just say good luck and see what uh, see what happened. Apparently it panned out for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think either way would be realistic. Like, the, yes. way, the way he says it doesn't really give away that he's... Like, the way he says it is he's, he's, he is doing more of a guess, where he's like, yeah. I'm going to see if this works. That's, that's sort of exactly. the impression I get from the way he pronounces it. But. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you on that. But I, I like the fact that, that Mac has a double take. Yes, yeah. He says thank you. He like looks and then looks back and basically it dawns on him that he just made the biggest mistake of his life. Yeah. And it's nice that what he does is he he basically kicks the guy and pushes him at the same time. I have we, a, we get yeah. a double. I have a note about the soundtrack at this point because like this whole scene there hasn't been any music because um, they're sort of building the tension. But mm-hmm. when he hits this guy, they start the music and there's a big like timpani hit or something they hit some sort of drum and when i first was watching it it sounded like a gunshot like the way the noise they make oh wow and so i was like like, i'm pretty sure no one's shooting here but uh i think it's just the score yeah Uh, i mean the score is great though the way that they do it because they they really adds to the 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 tempo goes up at this point and yes you know it, it adds to the suspense of watching everything happening and at this point, both Mac and Roger quickly get off the the bus and start running away in a, yes. in a further direction. Now, when the Gestapo guy stands up and screams to them to stop, okay, first of all, you can hear the, the, the music changes at this point also. And he basically says, stop or I'll shoot. That's what he screams out. Okay. And did you notice that he's still holding a passport in his hand? He gave the two I, of them back I, the passport. Yes, I, knew, <laughs> I, I subconsciously noticed there was something in his hand, but I never like looked close enough to see what it was. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we mentioned earlier that he gave them both back their passports, but he still yeah. here has a passport in his hand. You're right. That doesn't make any sense. Nope, makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and then we see people oh. hang out, hang out, hanging out of the, the bus, taking a look at the action of what's going on. Yeah. And we also can see a... A Hitler Youth Kid. Yeah, I noticed him starts, too. He, he turns the corner, and then notices something's going on. and He starts running towards the bus. I mean, at this point, a a, a, oh. a staff car is showing up with a bunch of uh, Germans in it. You have two soldiers hanging yeah. on the door and four on the inside. So it, it's just very interesting. And, and at this point, the the staff car stops, and the the German and the Gestapo says to the German officer that comes out, he says, two of the camp have fled." They're English, you know. They, they, he realizes that that they are talking about escapees from from the camp. This is something that everybody knows about. Now, what this tells me is that Roger's plan at the beginning really worked because everyone is on alert all around yeah. Germany. Doesn't matter where you are, how far away you are, you're on, they're on alert that there are escaped prisoners running around uh, German-occupied territory, and it says a lot 
about the fact that you have these Gestapo and these officers. Like, the Gestapo guy says, you know, these are the two from the camp. He doesn't even have to say which camp, meaning the officer who, the SS officer that's coming out of the car is aware of the fact, you know, they've, they've had discussions about this. They know yeah. that, that they're on the lookout for these prisoners. And at this point, we actually get a great shot. And, it, it, you know, back to what you said yesterday, this bus is packed at this point. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's it's even more packed than it was yesterday when, when we saw it uh-huh. barely. But here you can really see it. So I think that's great. At this point, you know, we, we get a, the, the shot changes and we see a long corridor of, of a road. And we see Roger and Mac running down the street trying to find some way in order to save themselves. And, you know, they, they're, yep. they're just, both of them have lost, have dropped their bags. They're no longer running with their bags. You know, they're whatever bags they had yesterday, uh, they had with them up until now. Who knows what they had in the bags besides, uh, no, actually their passports were in their jackets. So I'm curious, curious what was in their bags. Maybe their rations or whatever it was that they needed, but they don't have those anymore. And they yep. run down the street and they actually pass a horse and buggy, which I think it would have startled the horse that two people are running so close by, but it doesn't. And then we get another shot looking back at the Gestapo guy telling the, the, the SS officers, you know, what, what they need to do. And they, they take off in the direction of trying to find Roger and Mac. At this point, actually, he gives him... What does he give him? Does he give him their back? He gives him something. Wow. I don't think I noticed that. He hands them, I think, the, the bag that, that Mac dropped. Oh, uh, okay. Wow. Okay, that's very interesting. Because I guess the Gestapo guy picked it up when it fell down. Wow. Okay. And at this point, he goes and tells people to get back on the bus. Everything is okay. Yep. You know, there's nothing to see here. There's nothing to see here. We, we get to see this Hitler Youth kid standing there. Those are really short shorts. Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> that does not look comfortable <laughs> at all. <laughs> Even if we're talking August, that's really you know, not necessarily... And if you look, most of the the men that are that are shown in this scene, they're all older men. Mm-hmm. Which which you'd think that Roger and Mac would have stood out because they're men in their in their thirties. Yeah. And all of the rest of these men are are at least in their fifties, if not above. Yeah. So I found that a little little interesting. Do you have anything else you want to say about this minute? Um. Yeah. About the about the um, scene or the the cut where they do the pan and they're running around the corner of the building Mm -hmm. and they pass the horse and buggy. The, once they get around the corner, that part of the street looks like the part of the street from, um, the European city in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. If you've ever seen that musical with Dick Van Dyke. Oh, wow. You're right. It looks like, because you see like the castle in the background and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, well, it looks it like, looks like wow. the shops where it's the toy maker are is like there on the right, but I don't know. There's no way they use the same set, I don't think, but uh, or the same town. But it just looked pretty similar. I'm sure, that was interesting. Wow, that that's actually uh, it is possible. Yeah. Hmm. So interesting. That was one thing. Um, the let's see the other thing. Um. Oh, I wrote this, like, just this section of the movie after they're, when they're trying to escape, after they've gotten out of the camp, reminds me a lot of uh, Les Mis um, in terms of emotion, because it's sort of like 
we're happy to see them free, but at the same time, we know everything's going to end up sad. Right, that's true. And so it's like when you watch Les Mis, it's a really beautiful musical, but it's really not happy. You right. know, like everything just everything just ends up bad. Right, but I mean, Les Mis, so, Les Mis has, has a great theme. You know, the whole idea of redemption. And, yeah, you know, being able to make up for your past crimes. But I think it's also interesting, and it's something I think in an, in a future minute I mention. Oh, I talk about Richard Attenborough and um, A Bridge Too Far, and A Bridge Too Far has the same type of thing where it's like war plans that don't work, <laughs> or like <laughs> war plans that don't work out how they were planned to. Um, yeah, that. But could be anyway. problematic. <laughs> That's just the feeling I get from the last, I guess the, what is it, the fifth act of the movie, the right. last act. Um, anyway. Right. And then we get one final shot of this minute where we get to see a very serene and calm street, which, yeah. which is which is very funny because here we have, you know, the, the two of them running and they're running down the street and there's a lot of commotion and stuff like that. And then we get this, like a second, maybe two seconds of a street with someone riding a bicycle, and it looks very calm and serene. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe tomorrow that'll actually change a little bit. Who knows? Possible. Yeah. All right, well, you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you? Um, you can find me um, at hughkeen.com, um, and you can also find me on Instagram at hugh underscore r3k. Um, and if you need any graphic design work, I am open for commissions. <laughs> Of course. All right. So basically, you can go rate, rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher you might be using to listen to the show. You can send us an email at thegreatminute at gmail.com. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. Our website is thegreatescapeminute.com. And our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. So until tomorrow, tally ho. Tally ho. Tally <laughs> ho.